Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey there, Fangirl Nation. You are listening to Fangirl Sports Network's Get My Job podcast on Believe. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am so excited to be joined today by team reporter for the Buffalo Bills, Maddie Glab. Maddie talks about how her career journey led her to want to work for a team, preparation, building relationships, Damar Hamlin, and more. It's an awesome episode, so let's get to it. Maddie, thank you so much for joining me today for Get My Job. I have been very excited to talk to you, and we are both in the midst of training camp, so Football is back, but welcome to the show. So happy to be on. I'm doing this from a dorm room. We actually move out to uh, a college for training camp. So I'm hanging out in the dorms for the next couple weeks. What is that like being back at the dorms? Honestly, my first year with the Bills, I was like, wait, we're staying in dorms. We do this every year. Brought me back to my college days, but now I'm in year five with the team and it just feels normal. The only complaint is, you know, sleeping in a twin bed. I think everybody would agree, not the most comfortable thing, but if you bring a mattress topper, it's all good. And we go away to training camp because our our coaching staff says, you know, we love the camaraderie. We love the team chemistry that is built here. And I honestly feel that way for like the business staff. We get to hang out with with all of our coworkers every night for the next two and a half weeks, and it's a great way to kick off the season, to introduce new people to the mix. So I actually really enjoy it because it does feel like you're away at college. We hang out in like our main area that has a room and a TV, so it's a lot of fun. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Oh, I love it. I love that. That, that sounds really fun. So I'm going to have you jump in since, as we know, you are the team reporter for the Bills. You are currently in a dorm at training camp. (laughs) How did you get to this point? Could you take us through your professional journey that got you Yes. How did I get to a dorm at the age of 31? Great question. (laughs) Um, Well, it all started with... um, Growing up, I grew up in Chicago, so obviously a great city to be in for professional sports. I had a dad that loved sports. We grew up as really big Cubs fans and Bears fans, Bulls fans, um, cheered for the Blackhawks when they were winning their Stanley Cups. So I just kind of grew up in, in a family that loved to watch sports and then play sports as well. I played softball a lot of my life growing up. So I kind of knew once I started to get into college or at least think about what I wanted to do in life that I wanted it to revolve around sports because that was something that brought me so much happiness and joy and something I really loved being involved in. So I went to the University of Missouri, Mizzou for college, and I kind of was like, I want to be on air. I want to be on TV and I want to talk about sports. I'm sure a lot of people have that thought in their minds. It's it's not as easy as just saying it, of course, because there's so much that goes into it. Um, 
but I wanted to find a way to get paid to talk about sports essentially. So went through journalism school there, found out that I really loved reporting. I loved covering teams and I knew this is what I wanted to do. So out of college, I got a job with Stanford University out in California. So I moved out to Palo Alto and I worked there for a year, um, really doing a lot of the behind the scenes things when it comes to like video production and um, covering a team, covering a university. So I did a lot of shooting and editing, didn't do too much on camera stuff, but I knew I had to pay my dues. That's what we were taught in school. You got to pay your dues. You got to do the dirty work before you can do all the fun stuff. Um, I ended up anchoring for a local TV station a lot when I was in college though. So I got a bunch of really good on-air reps, but I knew, okay, let me just get my foot in the door and hopefully this can propel me to what I really want to do. So worked for Stanford for a year and then I got a job with the University of Tennessee and I was their multimedia journalist was kind of my title. So I did a lot of shooting and editing with video, but I also did a lot of on-air stuff. And so this was my kind of like first big job when it came to getting on-camera reps, doing what I really wanted to do. So I covered all their sports, did a lot of stuff though with the football team and the basketball team and the softball team. I was their uh, radio reporter, sideline radio reporter for their official um, radio station for football. So that was an amazing experience. I was actually the first female to do that with their broadcast team. So I thought that was such a cool opportunity, um, such a cool thing to do. And then I also did a lot with SEC Network for their ESPN3 games, their SEC Plus games, the digital games that um, they stream online. I did a lot of sidelining for our men's basketball team, our women's basketball team, and also did some stuff with our volleyball team. Hosted a bunch of videos, interviews, all that stuff. Started an Instagram show with our basketball team. So really fell in love, continued to fall in love with with getting to cover sports, report on sports, really be a part of a team. I think that's when I was like, I don't know if I want to go into local TV because I'm enjoying being a part of a team so much. I worked for a local TV station, got the reps in local TV, but kind of knew I wanted to try and work for a team. Um, and I started to fall more and more in love with football. Um, going to an SEC school and then getting to work for an SEC school are two incredible opportunities. SEC fan bases are absolutely wild. And I just knew, especially when it comes to football, and I just knew I want to keep going with this football thing. And I knew the next stop for me, at least if I could write it, would be to work for an NFL team. So I saw the Bills post a job. I was four years into my job at the University of Tennessee, kind of getting ready to start thinking about what would be next. Felt like I had done a lot with Tennessee, but was ready for a new challenge. Saw that the Buffalo Bills had an opening for uh, their team reporter role, and I applied. I knew somebody who worked for the Buffalo Sabres, and so I kind of contacted them and was like, hey, I'm going to apply. Do you know anybody here? So at least I could have my resume be looked at. So ended up getting the job there, and this is going to be my fifth year with the Bills. And so I cover the team day-to-day 
things. You know, I follow them through a season and off season. I'm there at practice. I'm there at the games. I'm there at the off days. I kind of follow them through everything that they do and I get to be a part of it. I get to report on it. Um, so I do a lot of writing for them is a, a big focus, at least for me in training camp is like practice notebook every day. But I also do a lot, a lot of on-air stuff with them. So I, I host our pre and post game shows. We do one pregame show. We do two postgame shows. And then I do a bunch of interviews that you can see online with our players. I've done some shows with our players, um, do a lot of radio stuff with them. So I kind of get to do it all with the Bills. And I feel super blessed to, to be in this role with them and super blessed and, and happy with the journey I've had so far in the world of sports. What was it about working for a team since you did some of the local news and you got, you worked the SEC network. What was it specifically being with a team that was so enticing for you? For me, I, I grew up playing softball. I grew up being on teams. Um, I grew up like knowing what it's like to be on a team and knowing the camaraderie that you get from that. Um, just how it feels to, to be working together for one goal. And I like craved that. And I, I thought it'd be so cool to be able to do that on a work level once I got out of college and also getting to be a part of local TV and experience that there's kind of a line in the sand. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be on the other line that was a part of the team that got to be a part of some of the things that maybe local TV reporters didn't get to do, didn't get to see, didn't get to be a part of. I kind of wanted to be treated as as one of them, as one of the team members. And so that's why I kind of started to apply for and look for jobs that were team based, um, because I wanted I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to feel the losses more. I wanted to feel the wins more. I wanted to feel like I kind of would ride through an entire season with the lows and the highs of what a team goes through. And I I love it so much. And I love the people I work with um, who cover the team with me. I love getting to work for the players, for the coaching staff. The wins are so exciting. The losses, you feel a lot more because you know what the guys are going through. You're feeling it with them. Um, but that's what really drew me to, to working for a team. And honestly, graduating from college, your first job out of school, especially local media at the time when I graduated, you weren't going to be making a lot of money. And not that I made a lot of money at all in my first job, but I figured, you know, maybe if I work for a team, I'll be working for a university mm -hmm. or an, a professional team and, and maybe I'd get a little bit more money. And so my teachers in college actually also encouraged me to do that because they thought I was, I was right with my thinking. And they thought, you know, you're going to make crap money if you work for a local TV station, but you might make, you know, a little bit more with the team and you're, you're, path to whatever you want to do in life. If you want to make it up high, if you want to work for network, whatever, it may be a little bit easier going the team round. So I just thought, okay, why not? Let's give it a try. And I'm, I'm so happy I did. Your team obviously went through something very traumatic last season as we all watched and, and prayed for Damar, who I saw was at the first day of training camp, which is just, it's incredible. <laughs> it, it's absolutely incredible. What was that like for you as the team reporter? Obviously, you know him because you work with him every day. You have to report at a, at a certain level. If you're comfortable talking about it, what was it like just to, to go through all of that? Yeah, it was it was wild. I mean, the season that this team had last year, it was it was one thing after another. They had the snowstorms where they ended up having to move games to Detroit and, and play three road games in 12 days. 
there were other things that went on with the team, like our, our tight end Dawson Knox lost his brother um, in the off season before the season started. Um, so it, it just seemed like the team couldn't catch a break. And then at the end of the year, we're, we're playing the Bengals toward the end of the regular season and, and DeMar collapses on the field. And I wasn't at the game because we do all of our shows from our facility. We have um, a studio, so we do all the shows from there. So we were watching in our control room, starting to get ready for our post-game show, starting to think about how we were going to craft things. And and the game stopped. And at first you're thinking, okay, it's no big deal. Players get injured all the time on the field. And then it was like, no, this is this is something different. Something has happened here because of the way that the other players were reacting. So it was a um, and what I'm saying from my feelings are, are nothing compared to what the players went through. Um, so I know I, I, they felt it a million times more than I did, but the first 24 hours, it was like everybody was checking their phones as much as they could waiting for an update. I'm sure a lot of people didn't sleep. I didn't really sleep that first night, but when the, when the good updates started to come in, the, the DeMar is, is breathing. Damar is awake. Damar asked if they won the game. Damar is doing this. It seemed like every few days there would be this new update that would come out. And it was, it was incredible. It was like, this kid is so strong. He, we hope he makes a comeback, but the news that we were getting day to day, week to week, I think everybody was just clinging on to it. And, and then to, to see him up in in the suite at the game at the end of the season was amazing, and and then you go into the off season here, and he comes back for workouts in in April, and we get into mandatory mini camp and mini camp, and and he's making plays on the field, and the the story is just wild, and I'm so glad he's with us. I'm I'm so happy that he's healthy, that he's in a place to where he can put a helmet on and play the game. And we watched him run out onto the field today for practice. And it was the first time our fans got to see him out on the field in person with a helmet on practicing. And they went wild when he was walking up the field. I was right behind him watching him walk out. And I, I started to tear up because I was like, this is such a big moment for him to, to be able to be in a place and in a space within his mind physically and mentally to where he can practice and prepare for another season in the NFL. Like, oh my gosh. And the season ended the way it, it ended a way that we didn't want it to with the loss of the Bengals. But if we got one good thing out of it, it was that Damar was okay. And, and, and that's all that matters. So it was crazy to go through. I'll never forget it. I'm so glad that he's happy. And I'm so glad that we get to talk about him the way that we get to talk about him now. That story made me tear up a little bit. So uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's incredible. And, and I share all those sentiments with you. It is a miracle and so wonderful that he was able to be out there and, and will be out there. It's really incredible. Switching gears quite a bit. I'm not going to say a little switching gears quite a bit. As you've built relationships in the industry, you'd mentioned you reached out to someone at the Sabres to see if they knew anybody at the Bills. Kind of what tips do you have for building relationships in an authentic way? It is the most important thing in this industry. Um, 
if not the most important, one of the most important things in this industry. You think that the sports world, when you're first starting to work in it, is so, so big. And it is in a lot of ways. There's so many different professional leagues. There's so many different um, Power Five conferences for universities. There's so many people that work to make a team operate and run. But when you start to get to know people and when people start to move around for jobs, when coaches get new jobs, when players go to different teams, when players transfer, it all starts to become an interconnected circle and network to where you start to know people who, oh, we're going to play this team next week and I know this strength coach or I know this position coach or I know this player because they were at this university or, or they were with this team when I was working for the team. So it, it becomes very, very connected the longer you work in the industry. And if you can put in an effort to make a genuine relationship, even if it's just saying hello and getting to know somebody a little bit, it doesn't have to be the most intense relationship. But if you make an effort to make a relationship and and to be a kind person to other people, um, it's going to come back your way eventually. I think networking, building relationships, building connections are just so important in this industry because you never know what job you're going to be looking for. You never know what job one of your friends is going to be looking for to where um, you can help them, to where you can connect them with somebody else, to where somebody connect connect you with somebody. Um, so I just think it's it's so important. And I think it's it's why I've been able to to get my jobs in this industry, my job at Tennessee, not, it wasn't because of connections, but I was able to get my resume looked at because of connection and same with the bills. I think it's incredibly important, important um, to make those connections and, and to not burn bridges either. 100% agree with all that. And the not burning bridges thing is important. You, you have to be your mm -hmm. own best advocate and you have to take care of yourself, but you can do that without burning bridges yeah. along the way. And that's an, definitely an important skill. As you've built relationships with coaches and players over the years, really even at Tennessee and now at the Bills, how do you approach that, especially in the beginning when people are just getting to know you? And of course, you have a job to do, but you want to be respectful of the fact that people don't necessarily know who you are right off the bat. Yeah, for me, it's funny because I'm so tiny. I'm five feet tall. So I stand out because I'm just I'm just a shorty and I I stand next to these players who are like, you know, six six foot, seven foot. They're all so tall. Um, especially when you're looking at our offensive linemen and some of our defensive players, our wide receivers, they're just in a different world of height. Josh Allen as well, he's a huge quarterback. And so mm -hmm. I think I they naturally at least when I first started, it was kind of like, okay, who is this? who is this person standing on the sidelines that is five foot nothing that's watching practice now? So I think I get a, a little bit of attention because of that, which then I can easily turn into a joke and then a conversation to, to help build those relationships and help build that chemistry. But I think a big part of it also is just being around, being a face that people can recognize. Um, and then from there, you can start to build the relationships because especially as NFL players, college athletes, coaches, people are in and out of practices of covering games like they they interact with so many different people and probably a lot of people 
in the industry, at least from covering things from a sports side, do them wrong. I don't want to say a lot, but they've had their fair share of people write stories that they don't like, say things that they don't like that don't represent them. Since I'm on the team side, I don't have to worry about any of that. I'm all about uplifting our guys, which is another reason why I love working for a team is it's very positive and Mm -hmm. you can be, you can critique and you you can say truthful things, but I'm not going to say anything hurtful to a guy. I'm not going to report anything that's hurtful to them. And and I love that too, because I just don't like operating that way. But it's just Mm -hmm. the small, short conversations at first that you can really get to to know a thing or two about a guy and then you can bring it up later and ask them, oh, how are your kids? How is this trip that you went on in the off season? How's your wife doing? And I think from there, it's where they kind of click. It clicks in their brains of, oh, she remembers the conversation we had three months ago. Um, she's asking me about my family. She's not just trying to ask me questions that she's going to use for a written story. So I always try to take the time to catch up with guys when I have a chance because it builds that relationship, but it also shows them and genuinely too, that I, I legitimately care about them as humans. Um, and I care about them off the field first and foremost, rather than on the field. If you could give our listeners one piece of advice for starting a career in your field, what would it be? I think it's, being open to to doing anything. I said in the beginning of the interview that I wanted to be somebody who was on camera that talked Mm -hmm. about sports. That was my goal. A lot of people have that goal too, and that's a great goal to have, but I don't think your expectation on day one should be wherever I get a job or the school that I'm going to go to, that's going to happen on day one. I'm going to get that opportunity. I'm going to get that on-camera rep. I deserve that. It Mm -hmm. takes a lot of work. You might get lucky and that might happen to you. But at least when it came to my path, it took a lot of work to get those on-air reps um, to show that I put the time in. I had to learn how to use a camera. I had to learn how to edit video Um, If I didn't learn those things and I didn't do those things, I don't know if this is how my career would have turned out. I got my job at Tennessee, which was a lot of on-camera stuff, but I got it because I knew how to pick up the video camera. I knew how to edit a feature story. I knew how to do some of those things versus just knowing to be on camera. So I would say be open to doing anything and be down to help with anything at first, especially in your first couple jobs, your first internship. You want to be a sponge and learn and do as many things as you can do. And then when you get, you know, older in your career, you start to move on to other jobs, then you can start to specify, you know, actually, I'm going to do this, or I really want to focus on being on camera, being a host or reporter or whatever. But at first, you should be down to do anything to get into the sports industry, because it's such a hard industry to get into, regardless of what job that you want. Is there a misstep you're seeing women make as they try to break into the sports entertainment industry? I don't know if it's really a misstep. I, I hope it's not a misstep anymore. But I've interacted with some people who just want to be on camera to be on camera. They don't care about what they're talking about. They don't know mm-hmm. what they don't know much about what they're talking about. They just want to be a pretty face holding a microphone. Um, that's not the case for myself. Um, that's not the case for a lot of women that I know and I'm friends with in this, this industry. And I think it does us bad when you come across people like that. So the misstep I would say yeah. is just know what you're talking about. Be prepared. There's this, there's a 
people think of of women in sports in a bad way because people think that we don't know what we're talking about. And I know some so many women who do know what they're talking about, who have taken the time to learn football, to learn whatever sport they're covering, to try to learn the X's and O's, to do their due diligence of showing like I I deserve to be at the table with the men next to me. I know just as much as they do. So I would say do the homework, take the time to do the homework um, so that you know, and you're capable of, of knowing what you're talking about. And, and you can run with the boys, you are deserving of that seat at the table because you you've done your homework and you've learned the game. Can you take us this is one of my favorite parts of the podcast? Can you take us through a day in the life of Maddie Glab? And it could be it could be a training camp day, it could be a game day, you pick, but I would just love for everybody to hear kind of what your days look like start to finish. Yeah. I'll do a game day. I'll do a home game day. Perfect. So um, our fans are crazy. They're so <laughs> wild. Bill's Mafia is nuts. So traffic is crazy. We play, let's say we're playing on Sunday. People will start showing up on Friday. Oh, wow. To park their RVs in lots across the stadium. It's it's insane how early the fans get out there to start tailgating like days before the game. It's like college atmosphere. It's amazing. I love it. But anyways, so because the fans are wild and because they tailgate so much before the games, if it's a one o'clock kick, you got to get your butt to the stadium. Mm -hmm. So I'm probably up on Sunday for a one o'clock kick. Let's say I'm probably up by six because I need to be out of the door by like eight. There's a sweet spot of like 15 minutes where if you hit it, you're not going to hit traffic. But if you're past the 15 minute window, you are so screwed. You're going to sit in traffic for an hour. So I hope to, to get in the sweet spot. I'm almost always not in the sweet spot though, because I, I snooze my alarm once or twice because it's 6 a.m. on a Sunday. Who wants to wake up at 6 a.m. on a Sunday <laughs> for game day? For game day, I do. Um, so I get to the stadium, park my car after I wait in traffic forever, um, get into our facility, and I kind of start to look over a lot of the notes that I have. So we have a pregame show um, and two postgame shows, like I said earlier. So our pregame show is first up. So I'll kind of look at my notes for the pregame show. I'll look over some things. Um, I will write some stuff out um, a couple days leading up to the game just so I can kind of go over what I want to say, but I don't memorize anything. It's kind of, you know, however it comes to me. So I, I read over that stuff a couple times and then I'll actually walk over to the stadium. I like to do a little pregame game lap around the field, get me in the mood, get me going and um, see all my friends. So I head over to the stadium for a little bit, say hi to people, um, get a read for the weather or if anything's going on pregame. I'm usually out there before warm up, so I don't really get to see any of that stuff. Um, but then I'll head back over to the stadium get ready to go for our pregame show. We do our pregame show like literally right before kick. Um, so we get to show warm-ups, which is awesome. We get to stream warm-ups, which is so cool because the guys are are in a mood. They're 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 doing things in the camera. They're flexing. They're making faces. They're hyping each other up. It's so much fun. So we do a pregame show, and then after the pregame show, I run over to the stadium and I watch the game from our home radio booth because I love to hear our radio call while I'm watching the game. Um, so I feel so blessed and so 
I'm so lucky that I get to sit in the home radio booth, put a put headphones on and hear the game and, and get to watch our guys call the game is so cool. Um, so I'll, I'll watch the game. While I'm watching the game, I'm taking notes on what I'm seeing. I'm taking notes for our post-game show, and I'm also tweeting. So I'm kind of doing three or four things at once during the game. And then in the fourth quarter, me and my co-host will run over to the facility again, go back to the studio, watch the end of the game in the studio, get ourselves ready for the post-game show. Game ends. We probably have maybe five to 10 minutes, and then we start our post-game show. So we do one show that's basically streamed, and we stream all the press conferences and talk in between um, each player going to the podium, coach going to the podium, those things. And then we reset, and then we tape another show, a post-game show. This one isn't streamed. It's like um, live to tape, and it airs on MSG Network later that night. So we do two post-game shows after that's done. We get to turn off the lights, say goodbye, and get home. Sometimes I will go to a local sports bar. A lot of our our coworkers will will go out for a celebratory drink after the game. So I I love doing that and and getting to catch the beginning of the Sunday night football game. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love doing that. And then I'll head home and watch what I can of that game, try to make it to the end if I don't fall asleep on the couch. And then it is back to work on Monday because we all know Monday's Monday's in the NFL. It's it's ready to recap the game and look forward to the next game. There are no off days during the NFL season. No, there really, really are not. It is always go, go, go. And you mentioned Bill's Mafia, so I would be remiss if I didn't ask you, how many tables have you seen destroyed in your time in Buffalo? Oh my gosh. I <laughs> have not personally seen any because I'm not out there during the tailgating, but if you ask my husband, it would be a different story because he always tells me, oh, we saw this at the tailgate. We saw this at a tailgate. So he's got the crazy, crazy stories. I just get to see it on social media, but love the love Bill's Mafia. Love how they support us. Uh, love that they tailgate a few days before. They're an electric fan base. They ride or die for the Bills and... I'm expecting a lot of support from them this season as well. So we're we're lucky to have a fan base like the like Bills Mafia. I loved when the Bills did have to play in Detroit and the Lions tweeted, you know, here's here are the phone numbers, here's the Wi-Fi. Like it was a really cute tweet. Please, <laughs> please be careful of our tables. <laughs> That's so funny. Yes, I remember that. That was very cute. Um, well, Maddie, this has been so fun just to get to talk to you and and to hear your journey. It's been really interesting, and I love everything you've said, but I I obviously can't let you go yet because we have to do five fun facts, which is my other favorite part, though. I've had a lot of favorite parts in this one. It really has been cool just to hear about your professional journey, how you came to work for a team, what was interesting about that. And I'm glad that you talked about that because for our listeners, one of the things we really like to do on this podcast is just highlight so many different types of jobs. And so this Mm -hmm. is a really cool one, obviously, and a really cool opportunity. So thank you for being so open and, and sharing with us. Yeah, of course. It's been fun. Well, before we go, if you're ready, I'm ready. We'll do five. I didn't do my little intro. Everyone's listening is probably going to be like, she didn't do her little spiel. And normally, I always say that this is something I started with the 49ers players and we do it on video. It's not mm. for them to kind of share five things about themselves people wouldn't know. But in this particular show on Get My Job, every week we ask everybody the same five questions. And it's pretty cool because we really get so many different answers. So, mm. with that in mind, Five fun facts with Maddie Glass. 
Yes. Maddie, what is your favorite moment in sports? Favorite moment in sports, I've got to say, I was I was between the Cubs winning the World Series because that was just amazing and so epic, being a Cubs fan, waiting for it to happen. Didn't wait, didn't have to wait as long as my dad did. Um, but LOL. I would say it happened last year, the first game that the Bills played after DeMar collapsed on the field. It was a home game against the Patriots. Naheem Hines returned the opening kickoff for a touchdown and the crowd, the stadium went wild. And I think it was, I I describe it as it was a really big exhale of everybody was just like, okay, we can settle into ourselves. The Bills are going to be just fine. And Mm -hmm. It was a mix of people screaming and cheering, and also people were crying. I was up in the press box with um, one of the former players that I, I host our show with, our post game show with, and we were we were in and out of tears and cheers after that happened because you couldn't make it up. It was like something so crazy something that nobody would have ever thought would happen in a game happen in a game to one of our players and the team had had gone through a lot that week and here they are the next week how are they going to play what are they going to look like in the first play of the game Naheem Hines returns it for a touchdown and and it was wild I had I had goosebumps Josh Allen I think at the in the press conference at the end of the day said these are moments where you're like I know God is real. So everybody had something wild to say about it, incredible to say about it, but it's a moment that I will never, ever, ever forget. What is your life motto? My life motto, my life motto is go after it. If you want it, go get it. Make a plan to go get what you want. Don't stop working hard. Have a plan, be confident about it and, and, and get it done. Go to workout. Go-to workout. I'm I'm a lifter. Uh, I would say my go-to workout is lifting weights. Go-to coffee order. Go-to coffee order. I'm I'm a simple gal. I just like iced coffee and oat milk. Do you do iced coffee during Buffalo winters? Not usually. I have a couple <laughs> friends that only do iced coffee, and I'll go into the office, and it'll be like five degrees outside, and they're drinking iced yeah. coffee, and I'm like, you are a crazy person. Yeah, that's that's intense. And last <laughs> but not least, a book every woman should read. This is going to sound funny, and people may laugh at me, but I'm going to say football for dummies. When I was in college and really realizing that I wanted to work in football. I loved football. I wanted to learn more about the sport. And for me, I was like, I need to learn more about the game. And so I bought football for dummies. I actually stole it from my friend. I stole football for dummies from my friend. And it was a great starting book for me. It was a great place to start from to, and I already had somewhat of a knowledge of the game because I'd been watching it for my entire life, but to really dive into the X's and O's, it was a great thing to, to read, to take notes on, and then to apply it to the games that I was watching and the games that I was covering. So football for dummies for all my ladies who are trying to learn more about the game of football. Maddie, please let everybody know where they can find you. You can find me at MadGlab, M-A-D-G-L-A-B, on Twitter and on Instagram. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining me. This was really fun. Yes. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It was a great time, Tracy. Well, thank you. And if you guys like what you heard, which I'm sure you did, 
please make sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review. We are brought to you by Bet Online. You can find us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network, on Twitter at Fangirl Sports. You can find me at TracyFGSN. And with that, I will talk to everybody next time. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.